Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, I just finished recording a, our episode, this episode, with Myrna Young. Now, Myrna is a person who grew up in Guyana and then eventually went to Toronto as well as the U.S. And she's just recently written a book, Out of the Snares. Now, her story is quite compelling. I don't want to... Uh, be a spoiler, so I'm not going to talk about her sort of what she overcame, but she says you always have a choice. So some of the things that we're going to cover in this show is, and especially if you listen to her story, is that if anybody has a reason or reasons to be a victim and to play the victim, it's Myrna, but she doesn't. And she challenges all of us not to do it. Now, As a reminder, one of the things she talks about in this show is that if we want to realize our potential, that we need to be clear and design our own life. So one of the things we do better at CRG, as well as just about anybody, is this ability to have tools and resources to help you to design your life, clarify your values, what your personal style is, use my book, The Quest for Purpose, uh, use what's your self-worth levels, what's your wellness levels, all these uh, types of items to help you to realize your potential because our purpose is to help others to live, lead, and work on purpose. So enjoy, have fun in our upcoming episode with Myrna Young, the author of Out of the Snares. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, each week, we want to reach out to to unique, talented, quality individuals that can help your life. We talk about secrets of success is really around what are the things that help you get better? What are some insights? What are some pieces of wisdom that our guests can share with you? And today is no exception. We have Myrna Young, the author of Out of the Snare. She'll talk about it a little bit later on in the show, but what's in it. But Myrna's also a podcast host transform your mind which has been catapulted to number one so congratulations Myrna and welcome to the show well thank you for inviting me Dr. Ken I am I am going to enjoy talking to you I I do believe that success leaves clues so hopefully I can um, share some (laughs) well thank you for that and thanks for having the energy that we've already had on our pre-discussion before we started uh, doing the show. And so listeners, stay tuned. Hang on. And so Myrna, just uh, you know, as I open most shows, we want to get to know a little bit about our guests and where they came from. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Where did you grow up and you know, your childhood a bit? And then we'll just go from there. All right. Well, I would love to. Um, well, my story is probably you know, similar to a lot of um, uh, people that achieve success. They all start, most of them start with, you know, um, on the bottom of the totem pole and um, climb their way up. And my story is similar. Um, I was born in British Guyana, which is, you know, um, in South America. We have a Caribbean culture, so um, we consider ourselves, um, you know, a, a Caribbean island, but we're really South America. And, um, uh, you know, when I was born, it was a very poor country. still is. You know, it's a third world country. Um, uh, but, you know, my mom and my grandmother were both domestic servants, and we didn't have much. But my dad taught me at a very early age because he was very smart. God is, um, uh, you know, when I was born, he was in teacher's college. 
went on to get his PhD in um, in London, you know, in his early 30s. So he taught me the value of education, and you know, I'm I'm really submerging myself right mine right now in 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 the the book the biology of beliefs with Dr. Lipton, and I'm understanding mm, that. Great book, by the way. Great <laughs> yeah, book. I know. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm actually um, I love that biology of beliefs so much that I went and got a second book that we're talking now about you know the same thing and getting a little deeper into it, but. But, I mean, what I understand from um, Dr. Lipton is, you know, genes give us 50% and, and the second 50% comes from an environment and things like that. So now I can say that um, as a child, um, uh, because I was the firstborn, um, I was marooned in love. So the environment that I grew up in um, kind of... Um, nullified the poverty thing and um, you know I was popular in school my teachers liked me you know again because I had good genes I didn't have to study much I was a B plus student without even you know making much effort mm. um, and then I got you know some good breaks in life again um, I think I'm highly favored <laughs> I see it still every day in my life but you know I, I got some good breaks and one of the first good breaks is that um, I had a, um, a very wealthy godfather, um, uh, and, um, you know, he showered me with a lot of gifts and a lot of presents and things like that. You know, he ended up also, you know, sexually abusing me, but I never really focused on that because I'm not a victim, so I'm just going to mention that and pass over it. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> no, not, not everybody would pass over that, though. Yeah, well, I do. Um, you was, know, I talk he, about was it. He in, was he in country or was he living elsewhere? Um, he lived right. He lived in the he lived the same place. I mean, sorry, you know, we I started off when I was you know between, I guess up until ten years old or so, living down the street. But I was at his house all the time because he has grandchildren, and you know, and, and we would play together. And you know, he would take me out in their outings, and he would buy, give me jewelry and things like that. So I spent most of my time at his house. And then when my mom moved to Canada uh, when I was 11, then we went to live in a, um, he also had, like, he had a lot of um, houses. So we went and lived on his property. So I was, like, right there. <laughs> mm. um, uh, so yeah. where was this? Was this in the Toronto area or where was that? Oh, no, this is in Guyana. This was before I left okay. Guyana. This okay. was before I left Guyana. I, um, I, my mom left Guyana when I was 11 years old. She left me with my grandma. Um, and then she sent for me and my two, um, my brother and my sister when I was 17. So at 17, I, I immigrated to um, Canada. Uh, so in my book, I, you know, I, I, I talk about um, uh, what that experience um, uh, did to me psychologically and, and how I transcended from that experience. Because, you know, as a 13-year-old girl, I'm going to go a little deeper now, as a 13-year-old girl, I noticed I was different. Um, again, children that are sexually abused don't know whether it's right or wrong or what. It's just um, uh, somebody that you love. You was somebody that I loved, <laughs> um, a family member per se kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I started seeing boyfriends and, you know, girls having boyfriends, I realized that something was wrong there. And it actually 
started my trajectory of being somebody different, of being a, a, a differing person. So I put a lot of stock on, um, and then I wanted respect from boys, so I didn't sleep with them. And it's it's it, you know, listen, I I have never played it a victim. It's something that happened to me that I um, that I think that I benefited from in some way. Um, uh, so not not many would say that though. You you've transformed using your I podcast know. title. You transform that event to be that yes. for you. Though you would never yes. wish that on anybody else. Oh, of course not. Of yeah. course not. But you know, um, being a coach, I, <laughs> you know, and this is what a conversation is all about. Being a coach, I will tell you a story that I heard, and I'm, and you know, I'm hoping that she's brave enough to come in my show. Um, but I um, started coaching a young lady that was, I think, in her early 40s. And um, she had her PhD, right? And she told me the story of uh, um, her mother having elephantitis disease, you know, that elephant man disease where you have all the, mm. the growths and stuff like that. Mm. And um, didn't want to sleep with her husband any longer and gave her to her husband at four years old as 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 the person that he should sleep with instead of the mom, you know. And um, mm. I know, <laughs> And um, she endured that until she was about 15 and the mom died. And when the mom died, she ran away and, and lived in the streets until she was 21 years old. So that is a rough life. And when she was in the streets, she had to, you know, prostitute herself. She stole, you know, she lived on benches and things like that. And then at 21 years old, um, somebody, I think, uh, Salvation Army or somebody took her in or whatever. And she went all the way to being a PhD, but couldn't really leave that story. You know what I mean? So because a story like that affects you for your entire life until you transform it, until you see, it's just like anything. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people have had a lot of bad things happen to them. And if you look at the bad things all the time and you just play with the bad things, then you never transform. And the only way that you can transform is if you see the lesson in it and if you see, you know, the purpose of it. Like, you know, they say God gives you a test so that you can have a testimony. So, you know, in my book, Out of the Snares, I talk about out of the snares of poverty, out of the snares of sexual abuse. And, you know, people can have out of the snares of addiction. People can have out of the snares of rape. I wasn't raped. So it's a little different experience. <laughs> you know, it was somebody taking advantage of my innocence, right, and using their wealth, right? It happens all the time. Pedophiles. <laughs> I can spot them in a minute now because I've been through that. <laughs> you know what I mean? People mm. that, you know, lure your kids because they're giving them stuff and things like that, right? Pedophiles, right? There's, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, that prey on the, on the weak can be innocent mm. and things like that. And you just got to be aware of it, right? So, um, uh, yeah, so um, I consider that, you know, having a wealthy godfather who gave me everything I wanted, um, one of my breaks, um, even though it came with that attachment, right? Well, because, it got you out of the country, got you yes. into a new trajectory, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So... You know, um, and then when I got to Toronto at 17 years old, I, yeah, first of all, um, I should say that before I even left Guyana, 
um, my teacher sent me to get this good job because I told her I was a good student, people liked me, and and, um, and uh, I finished school at 16 because I was smart, <laughs> and I was just going to hang on until I was 18, and I went one day to my teacher, and, and I said, should I leave school or go get a job? She says, okay, take this piece of paper and go to this guy, and he's going to give you a job. So right off the bat, I started off an excellent job at the Ministry of Health, you know, um, uh, in the accountant department, paying doctors with no experience or whatever. Then I went to Canada, and it continued that, you know, favor life. Um, two months after I got to Toronto, I got a good job at a bank. Again, no experience. Um, and then I decided to go to college, and Canada is a country that, you know, if you work for a little bit, then you think they have something that's called um, similar to where we have um, unemployment insurance here, but there they, they, they put it towards sending you to college for like two years or something. So I went right. to college. And since, since I'm based in Vancouver, Canada, oh, nice. I'm familiar with that. That's <laughs> right, so, uh, I did yeah. not know that. Wow. Yeah, there we go. Awesome. Now, now you do, right? So, well, I'm Canadian uh, too. I'm still Canadian. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes. I mean, mm -hmm. but we're all we're all people, right? So yes. people listening to this show are from all around the world. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there could be uh, our ESPs or uh, social insurance or some of those things that help people to kind of go forward right. for sure. Right. So yeah, I you know I got my education. I graduated, you know, with um, a green a degree in computer science, and I decided to go to you know um, sell computers because I understood that that's where you made the most money. <laughs> so a couple years into that, um, again another break. You're gonna find that my story is all about favor and breaks, and you know they say luck is being prepared or opportunity at the right time or whatever, whatever you want to call it. So I was given a free ticket to a Tony Robbins seminar. <laughs> All right. So again, my trajectory keeps turning, you know, um, came out of that seminar. And, you know, now I know that it started my consciousness or my awareness because Tony Robbins talked about unleashing your power within. Mm -hmm. And I came out of that seminar, a changed woman, <laughs> and immediately went about starting my own business. I um, didn't know what I wanted to do. I looked it up in books and decided to become a limousine operator. Um, and I, I took that limousine operator to being one of the top ones in Toronto. Um, and... Um, you know, then I wanted more. <laughs> you know, I would come to, uh, you know, Vegas every year at the limousine convention, and I thought that, that America was where it's at. You know, America was where everybody was rich. <laughs> so I wanted to come to America. I came here with a free trade agreement, brought, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, my business here in, in um, Miami. And then when I got to, you know, the U.S., I, I wanted more again. I, I didn't want to just be a... Uh, somebody that's working here with no benefits. So I um, started my my journey into becoming a, a citizen, and it wasn't without a lot of trepidation and failure. It took me ten years and three marriages. <laughs> so my book three, out uh, of the snares. We're not three three marriages. Three, three marriages. marriages. <laughs> we don't have time to go into all of that. I don't think. No, that's just a blurb. That's all I'm going to say. I'm like skipping over all these things because, yes, I know we're in a timeline. 
but yeah, it took me three marriages. Um, that is the bulk of my book. It, it reads like a spy novel. <laughs> um, so yes, um, but anyway, I won. I um, I became after ten years. I became an American citizen. I'm married, still married to my third husband, and um, and um, you know we're doing great things. Um, uh, and then along the way, again. I saw this newspaper article about a life coach. I know now that again, you know, I'm surrounding myself with consciousness and 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 all those different things. But um, you know, I um, I learned now that the things that we see and the things that we pay attention to is the universe actually speaking to us. So I picked up a newspaper one day and saw this word life coach. I never knew. I never saw that word before, but I knew immediately that that was my next step. So I um, um, uh, went to University of Miami and got my certification. Um, we're going to skip right along now because, you know, after that I started my coaching practice. Um, now, did you I, still have the limousine business at this time? No. No. Um, right. Yes. I'm going a little bit fast. So after I got to Miami um, and about a year into the limousine business, I was really scared. <laughs> Miami is a, a, you know, people rent limousines to like go around town at night and go to strip clubs and that kind of thing. In Toronto, I had a big wedding business. Uh, made a lot of money from weddings. In Miami, hardly anybody used limousines for weddings. They use limousines for party or whatever. And I had this vision of somebody chopping me up and throwing me in all those lakes and <laughs> rivers in Miami. So I got out of limousine business pretty fast after that. Um, and, um, you know, when I when I became able to work, then I started, you know, working. Um, and um, so, yeah, I worked for about 10 years or so before I um, I became a life coach. And, um, and then as a life coach, I was invited, just like you're inviting me now, to go on a, to have an interview. And the um, Hype Media Global, um, which which operates WGJY 99.1 um, in Atlanta, that's one of their stations, they have quite a few of them, they offered me a, a coaching program. And um, so, yeah. So that is where I spend uh, most of my time now. I, um, I'm also a realtor. And um, so um, uh, that's what oh, I do. Oh, hang on, hang on. You <laughs> slipped that in there. And, okay, I'm a life coach, but I'm a realtor. Like, like where did that come from? Did that well, you, is that just an interest that you have, uh, that you like real estate, you like helping people? Um, the crazy, the, the the interesting thing about it, you know, and I was just telling my daughter this a couple of days ago, that I'm always a person that has um, a, a backup plan. I mean, anything that I do, I always, I always have. People call it extra strategies. People call it whatever they want. But when I came to um, Miami with my real estate, with my limousine service back, I came in the year 2000, that's how long I've been here, um, I realized it was going to take me some time to grow my limousine business. I wasn't stupid. And as a, the only job that I can get without a green card was a, um, a realtor. So I've had oh, my really? real estate license. <laughs> yeah, I have because it's, it's like a self-employment thing, whatever it was. I mean, I didn't need any papers to do it. 
So um, I became a realtor, and um, and I was doing real estate um, uh, in conjunction to you know growing my limousine business and advertising and getting clients and all that. And I never gave that up, even when I was working full time. I kept renewing my license every couple of years, and um, now as the radio program, you know that. Uh, but nobody pays me to be on there. <laughs> so real estate is what feeds me right now. Right. Well, awesome. And you enjoy yes. doing both. Yeah, I enjoy doing both. But I enjoy, you know, the the radio program is my purpose. It's it's is what I enjoy doing. I spend ninety percent of my time on it, and the other ten percent of my time as a realtor. So. Yeah, it takes a lot of my time. I have a husband that is able to, you know, pick up some slack as far as financially and things like that. And, um, yeah, so, um, uh, you know, I plan to become one of the the big names in podcasting. I mean, I've got a vision. <laughs> well, you already got into the number one slot under training, so you're already there. So congratulations on that. Yeah, Linda. well, thank you. Thank you. But, you know, I'm looking at the at the, at, at the Lewis House and, the, you know, the people that get – I mean, I was reading something just yesterday. came across Facebook where their radio programs is getting 50 million you know, listeners, I want to be in that realm. <laughs> well, there we go. And we're, and we're working on it right now. We're working on it. To, so you and I together. Yes, so, exactly. So, so let's shift gears, Myrna. Let's mm-hmm. shift gears. And so thank you for all that and being vulnerable and open about your story, um, all the things that uh, you've been through. And so you've, you've really, as you, the subtitle of your book is really a story of hope and encouragement as you talk yes. about it. Yes. Um, so let's just talk and share with the listeners. What are some of the things that you've learned on this journey, both yourself and through others? But what can our listeners take home today to say, okay, what, what do I need to do to really live this life on purpose? What do I need to do uh, to go to the next level? What are some of the things from a strategy, thoughts, ideas, beliefs that you would encourage the listeners to consider? All right, well, that's a deep question, and I'm going to answer it thoroughly. Um, One of the first things that um, I recognized um, when I wrote my book is that, and I touched on it briefly when we were talking about my story, is that you first cannot be a victim. A victim has no power. A victim says that somebody did something to them, and that person has the power. What you need to become is a player. So when you become a player, and I use the analogy of um, blackjack, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless of what the dealer is showing, regardless of where you are in your circumstances right now, regardless of what you see physically in front of you, you can still play to win, right? And we all know, I mean, if you're a blackjack player, that the dealer could be showing a 10, and you know that odds are that he's got another 10 or another high card on him because that's what the odds are. And you're showing like a a 6 and a 2 or something, right? But, Mm -hmm. you know, you can still win because he can bust, right? And you can get Mm -hmm. like four or five cards and still not over 21. So Mm -hmm. that is basically one of my first analogies and my first – and that was before – I even got into transforming your mind or anything like that. I just knew that um, I wasn't going to be a victim, right? 
I'm not going to carry my story to my grave that somebody did something to me. No. I look for the lessons. I look for the positives and what I gained from that mm-hmm. situation instead of what somebody took from me. Right. And that and that transforms into, like I mentioned to you, I had to marry three times to get, you know, it goes into relationships as well. Um, you know, some people hate their spouses because they cheated on them or they did something to them or whatever, and they take that hate to their grave, right? No, you forgive, right? Um, and, and when you forgive, then you, you know, um, are able to transform yourself because they say hate is like drinking poison expecting the other person to die or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and even um, I listened to a podcast this morning with Dr. Dwayne Dwyer. Dr. Dwayne Dwyer talks about how, um, you know, he hated his father until he was in his mid-30s or something because his father walked away and left his mother with three boys, and he grew up in a foster care system and whatever. And he went to his grave one day to pee on it because he hated him so much. And even though he was a doctor, he was still, you know, couldn't go anywhere because he was stuck. And the minute he forgave his father, his whole world turned around. Because, you know, once you forgive, then you are, are, are able to experience uh, a source, right, because you're blocking it. Mm. So that's, you know, that's my first thing. And now I am, um, uh, I'm into um, meditation and I'm into energy and I'm into vibration and I'm into, you know, vision and, uh, you know, designing your life and, you know, being the the co-creator in your world and not just let things happen in your life. I mean, I just told you that I want to become the top um, podcaster, right? I'm not going to sit back and um, not do anything. I mean, I can, you know, I can, I can go on Facebook and, and spend $100,000 a month. <laughs> I can probably right. get that, you know what I mean? Or I can create it, you know, I can create it through vibration, Right. No, I don't really know how to do it yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> well, it's part of, right. Uh, right. I mean, the, the attraction mm-hmm. process works. And so right. if a person is a jerk, then why would we be surprised that nobody likes you or right. likes that person? The other thing, I just wanted to back up for a second. You were talking about re- uh, relationships and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. There was some research that I have in my last book that talked about that divorced women have a very high rate of early death and illness yes. because of bitterness. Yes. And so it's just part of that letting go. I didn't make yes. the research. That's just what's there. What you're saying is, true. you know what? Is we, uh, regardless of, we're not condoning the act. We're not saying that what they did was okay. We're just letting their effect and continued power over it. We're just releasing that so that we now are in charge of it versus continuing to give that person uh, sort of power over our life, correct? Well, yeah, I agree with that totally. But the thing is, is that, <laughs> again, I have a different view of it. You know, you, you go into a relationship and you go in with the hopes that, you know, you love each other till death. But, you know, men, you were talking, you know, women and men here in the statistics show that maybe men are more predisposed to cheating or something like that. So when you find out, and you're hurt and you feel betrayed and you feel that abandoned and you feel all those bad things, 
you can feel them, but then you can say, well, hey, you know what? You know, God took this person out of my life to make room for somebody better. It's all a mindset. You know what I mean? If you sit around thinking that that was your last chance and you're never going to find happiness or whatever, you just spin it around and you say, that, you know what? You know, and I hear it everywhere that, you know, God can't move somebody better in if that person is there. You know, and, and I feel free. I feel I also agree that, you know, you go into a relationship and you love the person and you can fall out of love with them. And who's to say that somebody needs to stay with you because of commitment? If they don't love you, then that's why there's divorce. You know, you move on. And um, there's, there's, there's somebody for everyone. But people, women... Um, I'm not sure, but men, I know, but women <laughs> that feel the rejection and feel um, uh, their self-esteem and their self-worth and all those things go along with that. Mm. And um, no, it, it has nothing to do with any of that. It, you know, love and whatever it is, it's, I don't know, but betrayal is, is, is people are always going to be doing something to you. And well. um one of the you other know. things that's possible, mm -hmm. Myrna, uh, we mm -hmm. have colleagues who work with couples where that has been part of it, and they actually work and coach with those couples, and many of them, many of them get back together. Yeah. Because they go back and they say, okay, what were some of the reasons that contributed to this behavior yeah. that was going on? And said, okay, so they own, they own their behavior. It's not saying that it was okay, but they then work on it and said, listen, yeah. I still love you, but yeah. this was some... Uh, um, a mess up that this person had right. as part of that. So then yeah. you went and you were talking about, thanks Myrna for that, you were talking about vision and designing designing your life. Yes. What were some of the other steps that you were recommending to well, listeners here to, to take to really, you mm -hmm. know, is your, your podcast show is Transform Your Mind and I, mm -hmm. I encourage everybody that's listening to this one that they would go and listen to your shows. Thank is, you. Um, how do I do that? Well, yeah, you, 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 in order to transform your mind, you've got to look at what beliefs, um, and as, you're not a coach, right, Dr. Ken? Yes, I am. You are? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, right. So the reason I asked you that is because one of the, one of the foundations of any good coaching um, uh, conversation or, or any good coaching contract is to find out past behavior and beliefs and things like that, right? So once you find out what beliefs that you have, um, uh, that that keep you bound. All you need to do is to think, or you know, twist them around a little a little differently. We just talked about one just now, where um, uh, somebody betrayed you and you you hate them forever, you know. And if you twist it around and say, you know, um, uh, this person betrayed me, but that's the best thing they ever did for me, right? You can look at any so many stories of. Of, of of betrayal or somebody that's hurt you that you 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 look for the opportunity and I will tell you one of the things and I'm an optimist by the way I, I was mm -hmm. thinking the other day of how I became an optimist and I'm not sure how I became an optimist but I'm an optimist anytime something happens to me or I receive any kind of pushback I look for the opportunity in it <laughs> any and and that's basically Basically, what I'm talking about transforming your mind, you know, it, the, the way the reason I became a full-time coach is because I was working for Office Depot, and Office Depot and Office Max merged, and they gave me a great severance package because I've been there for 10 years, and I started my own business. 
and people, there's so many people that look look at that and think, you know, um, again, I was, I was, how old was I, 50 or something, I think, yeah, yeah, in my 50s, and people might say, hey, you know, um, what am I going to do at 50 years old? I've been working for this company all my life, and they fired me, and, you know, they're this and they're that, and they, they just look at all the bad things the company's done and all that, and I look at it, and I'm thinking, hey, you know, if they didn't fire me, maybe I would never have gone full-time into my business, and look where I am now. <laughs> I would have been driving up and down the street because I was a salesperson, <laughs> driving up and down the street, you know, trying to make a little buck here and there. So, yeah, transform your mind. The first thing is is to look at opportunity in any kind of setback or defeat because it's there. You know, there's a saying that says that there's a, there's a, a silver lining or in, in front of any cloud, and I think I heard Oprah say it a different way, that the cloud is there, but the sun is still underneath. It's not gone. It's just blocking it by the cloud. Mm -hmm. So you look for the silver lining. If you look for it, you will find it. And the only the only thing that I, I don't see, um, uh, and not because I'm not enlightened enough to do it, but I'm pretty sure if I was in the East, then I would, is debt. You know, I haven't been able to work around that one yet. <laughs> but everything else, everything else, I see a positive that, there's, 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 there is, um, yes. Well, there are certain and, people that teach that leverage debt, the right leverage debt, is good for you. If it's personal debt, then not so much. So that would be Robert Kiyosaki's space that he owns and yeah. understands and, and teaches on. Just a, I want to back up a second, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the book Learned Optimism uh, by mm -hmm. Dr. Martin Singleman. In mm -hmm. basically, he teaches how our language and how we respond to events versus optimism and pessimism and that optimistic individuals are far more successful, period, both on how they respond to success and also to failure. So you've yes. heard this before where you probably have coached, I don't know if you have or not, but coached individuals who discount their success. Oh, it was nothing, Myrna. Well, I don't. Even, I can't even believe that I had a hundred thousand listeners. I don't know why they're doing that. And so all these things that come up. So that's just an affirmation that your yeah. optimism has contributed to the success path that you have there. And same thing for everybody listening. Is that yeah. are you paying attention to your responses? What what's coming out of your mouth? Are you really are you looking at the opportunities? And basically, Martin's twenty-five year study was this is that optimistic individuals contain the failure to that event. They don't own it personally. Yeah. They, they say, okay, I'm not going to project it into every else, everywhere else in my life. Uh, pessimistic individuals, they own the failure. They project it into the future, into every, all of other parts of their life, and then they're sort of defeated in all areas. It's so, true. Uh, so it, that's... That's it's very it. true. Let me let me support that for a minute. Um, a couple of things on that. Um, one is that yeah, if you're a pessimist, right? And somebody, I don't know why I keep going back to relationships, but you know, I'm going with the flow. But let's say that one somebody did something to you, and the next person that you are in a relationship with, you're going to take that baggage, and you're going to think that that person is going to be doing the same thing to you as well. Or you, you leave one job because you had a bad boss, and when you go to the next job, you're going to think or you're going to look for that bad boss, and guess what? Whatever you look for, you will find. So that's one, um, and you're right. It's like a cancer, right, that just keeps spreading. But an optimistic person, on the other hand, will say, you know what? Um, that was just what you just said. Um, that is for that individual, 
um, and not everybody's like that. I see the opportunity. Maybe that was my push. And there's so many scenarios. One of the ones that I love is that an airplane does not ascend unless there's pressure. Pressure always creates opportunity. <laughs> you know, whether it's you know pressure because you got fired and you got to find another job, or pressure because of whatever the reason that somebody is giving you pressure, mm-hmm. it always elevates you. So you look for you look for the opportunity, and um, and you will normally find it. And and I I have become an optimist because almost every time that I experience disappointment or any kind of failure, it's propelled me to the next step in my life. It's like how God works for me. You know, hey, you know what? I close this door, but I open another door, and and that's basically how it works. So yeah, I mean, I was you know in Facebook because I have a group um, called Life Coach on Facebook, and um, I just started doing this meditation that you know the the is it's a monk because I meditate every morning and and um uh, you know I've got some meditations in my library and then when you go on YouTube YouTube is always pushing you know things based on what you you look at and and I came across this monk I don't remember his name but um he had this meditation where he was saying that look at the mountain right and um and then just imagine that you are the mountain <laughs> you know what i mean and what he's saying is the mountain is unmovable right it's it's there it's majestic and it's got it's got snow and it's got rain and it's got all the things but it stays firm you know it's majestic and um yeah i was on facebook and you know we were we were discussing that and i was selling i was saying that yeah if you bring the mountain inside of you then regardless of what people do to you, then you can still stay strong and majestic. You know, they can chip away at your outside, but they never can get on your inside. So. Well, that's all the research, Myrna, around resilience and, uh, and all the research around that format of <clears throat> using that. So thank you for that. And listeners, you know, think about that, where you can use and you can be the rock. You can be the solid component. No matter what somebody says, you don't get the value from what somebody else says to you because we'll always we'll have detractors. I'm sure, Myrna, somewhere along the way, people will say, well, who do you think you are that you're going to have the number one podcast? <laughs> so we don't, we don't necessarily listen to that audience per se. Well, we only have about five minutes left, Myrna, so a couple of things. Oh, well, wow. First of all, um, yeah, how, how time flies, right? Yeah, I know. Is, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, how could people uh, find out about you? Where, where's your contact information? And so you get a chance to promote your podcast and, and your site if you, somebody wants to get a life coach. Thanks. Well, um, my personal website is www.myrnayounghelps.com. Myrna is uh, spelled M-Y-R-N-A. Y-O-U-N-G, um, helps, H-E-L-P-S, dot com. Um, my blog is blog.myhelps.com. So um, every week when I, you know, I upload my podcast through my blog, I have a WordPress blog, and that's, you know, who distributes my podcast. So um, if everybody wants to go there, blog.myhelps.us, um, they'll be able to not only read you know the transcripts from my from my show, as well as link in to any of the podcast players. And you know the podcast is on iTunes, it's on um, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify. It's it's on them all. 
Um, if anybody is listening locally in Atlanta, um, my radio program comes on at 5 o'clock every Wednesday on WDJY 99.1 FM. So thank you. Uh, awesome. And the name of your podcast is Transform Form your, your, mind your Mind with Coach Myrna. So if you don't remember Coach anything, Myrna. you just look for Coach Myrna, you'll find it. <laughs> Coach Myrna. Coach, Coach Myrna. Transform Your Mind. Your and mind. So thank you for that. And the name mm-hmm. of your book is Out of the, the Snares. So Myrna, when we're wrapping up the show, what I like to ask guests is say, okay, you have all this wisdom, all this sort of experience, you've been down this pathway, you've listened to a lot of people. What are the sort of Beyond what we've already talked, what are two or three uh, points of wisdom, suggestions, ideas for the audience that they can take and just apply to them as soon as this show is over? Well, I'm a big follower of Abraham Hicks, and um, I wrote my first book called um, Becoming Conscious, My Awakening, and the people that I, you know, that was following were, you know, Dr. Wayne Dwyer, um, Abraham Hicks, um, so they all talk about the power of intention and vibration. Um, and the power of intention is getting, you know, a lot of, um, if I were to leave anything with anybody, is the power of intention. Because intention is energy. It's thought. Before you can do anything, it first has to become a thought. And Again, you know, we can we can throw out you know analogies and similes and all this type of stuff. But one of them I like is b- before you can hold anything in your hand, you've got to hold it in your head. So anything that you're in it right now, um, you just have to see a better life and visualization and working with the power of intention and paying attention to how good you feel. Um, again, something that Abraham Hicks treats talks about is your vortex and your vibration and yeah you've got it you've got to stay happy <laughs> you know we can talk about vibration you know I I listened to Lewis Hayes podcast and she was talking about before you get up out of bed in, or in the morning think about all the things that you're grateful for um, because what you're doing when you do that is that you step out of bed and you already in a good feeling place and being grateful is a good feeling place. So, yeah, power of intention. Um, make sure you're feeling good by whatever means, whether it's walking in nature, gratitude, and paying attention to your, you know, how you feel. Okay. Well, Murda, thank you for joining well, us today. <laughs> thank you. I enjoyed our conversation. My goodness. <laughs> well, there. And um, where did the time go? In listeners. Yeah, I know. Thank you, and do reach out to Myrna. And again, thank you, Myrna, for being on the show. So listeners, take the thoughts that she has. The, I mean, all the research is clear around what you focus on, you're going to get more on, so more of. What is that intention that you have? What is that uh, vision that you have? And if you're, and use Myrna's story. There's nobody here that has an excuse to continue to play and be a victim especially if you use Myrna as an example for that. And as we wrap up most of our shows, I just say, you know what, thank you for listening. We appreciate you giving us the most valuable commodity you have, and that is your time. If you like what we're doing, please pass it on, let others know, share, give us a rating on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on, and just leave a positive review. We just thank you for that in advance. We thank you for contributing, and the most important thing you can do after the show is take some of these ideas and apply it to your life. Make a difference. Change the environment around you for the positive. Thank you again for listening. 
I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Thank you for having me.